For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac. My name is Quentin Flynn. I'm here on The Geek Show. Uh, why? Because I play Raiden in the Metal Gear series. I am lightning, the rain transformed, and I have been transformed by hanging out on this show. So tune in and turn on. You'll love it. The Geek Show. It rocks. Ladies and gentlemen, dudes and dudettes, welcome yourselves to a very chilled out and relaxing episode of The Geek Show. We'll be talking about all the things we do to unwind and uh, relax through our uh, stressful lives. But first, we have a new section, which will, I will hand over to our lovely, relaxed Rob. <laughs> We're here too, by the way. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. How is everyone? <laughs> relaxed. Comfy. I've I done my stretchy pants just for this episode. I'm like a Snorlax on Route 10. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, we've got various bits of news. We're going to start off with a bit of Suicide Squad movie news. Tom Hardy has left the building. Yep. Apparently, yeah. he wasn't happy about his role. He joined before the script, uh, before reading the script, and then when everyone else came in. Well, it seems like he'd seen a script before, but then they got... It'd be a plot treatment rather than the, the actual yeah. full script. They, um... When they got Will Smith in as Deadshot, they were like, we need to bump his role up a bit. Yeah, yeah, it's the star power, like, Will Smith will get that film financed. And I've got to say, good on uh, Tom Hardy, because he's one of the most in-demand actors in the world now. Yeah. Well, especially for superhero stuff. Um, yeah. He's also been doing... Uh, well, everyone knows him as Bane in Batman, mm. but... That uh, is a problem as well, Thanos I think, yeah. in the Marvel movies, and uh, he was at one point talked... In talks for casting for Fox's version of the uh, X-Men villain Apocalypse. I've got a side with Tom Hardy, though. I think it'll create confusion because uh, uh, Suicide Squad's a DC property, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And if he's like Bane... Bane's which, also DC. DC. <laughs> it creates kind of a muddy line. I know there's no sort of effort to make The Dark Knight in the same yeah. continuity as Suicide uh, Squad, Squad, but it is creating confusion. It's maybe not entirely necessary. Well, and uh, they are talking about replacing him with Jake Gyllenhaal, which isn't totally bad move really apparently the new uh, the new batman v superman will be an entirely new continuity to nolan's batman's uh, well 
It's a pity, really, because they could have supposed that uh, the Affleck Batman is the older version of Bale. Hang on, what's his name? Bale Batman. Yeah. Mm. But what they're doing with that franchise, they don't really seem to know. They're just trying to say, oh, it's a it's a collaborative universe, even before they've made any movies yeah. for it. Well, it is DC. DC is all over the place anyway. Yeah. Worst, um, worst, um, Marvel can't. Uh, Marvel can't say anything either because, well, I mean, Chris Evans, he's he's part of the Fantastic Four, but he's also... Well, to that defense, he was never part of um, a... When the Fantastic Four came out, the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. wasn't a thing. I suppose. So, yeah. But still, it's like, he, he's still the same guy. I mean, if if the Human Torch were to actually meet Captain America, they'd be like, well... Um, so oh, they're redoing the Fantastic Four movies. It's uh, played by yeah. Michael B. Jordan now, who was the yeah. uh, black uh, one of the Chronicle Three. Yeah, who is fantastic oh. and everything. Yeah, and it might upset the comic book fans that uh, Johnny Storm is the sister of Sue. Something. Yeah, uh, Johnny Storm. Storm is the sister. Sue Storm. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> he's the sister. Shut up. <laughs> but the point is, they're pulling threads on that. But I think casting wise, I think they've got that pretty nail on. And if they yeah. cast Jake Gyllenhaal to fill this gap, they could have done a lot, lot, lot worse. So yeah. they've done this quite is well true. For themselves. This is very, very true. Yeah. It's just talk yeah, again. Jake um, Gyllenhaal is by no means a, a poor man's Tom Hardy. Oh, so, no. <laughs> you know, you still got a good cast. Just to go back to um, Suicide Squad. Um, Rick Flagg was the um, role he's going to play and who's meant to be the leader of the Suicide Squad and like the older versions. Mm. Yeah. Sort of bumping him down to a supporting role is a bit mixed up if he's meant to be leading the squad. Mm. Apologies here, but I'm just hearing Rick Flair. <laughs> I'm hearing that as well. Uh, Tom Hardy's going to be playing Rick, Rick Flair. Mm. I'd, I'd like to say that. So, um, like him, him doing his woos, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> Confirmed. Uh, Rick Flair for playing... Um, Rick Flair. Uh, yeah. Rick who's, Flair by I think everyone would want to watch that, to be honest. So, yeah, since his, he was meant to be basically leading the movie, to then be bumped down to support and cast, I can understand his walking. Okay. Well, to be honest, it's like if, for example, Superman was bumped down in the Justice League... And he was like, "Oh well, um, you, well, you can appear in these two scenes, but uh, yeah. Superman isn't that important anymore." Yeah. You know, just... if they got someone really famous to play um, Aquaman, and suddenly <laughs> he is the star of the oh. Justice League movie. Yeah. Got Jason Momoa, Aquaman's going to be a badass. Actually, so wait, yeah. Aquaman... Aquaman is a badass. He's gonna Ac- be def- Aquaman is going to be no questions but... now. <laughs> No, he beat them all up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just want to confirm: Aquaman is now my new favorite character from <laughs> the DC okay. universe. He, he was. Uh, you, you would get beaten up if you said that previously. <laughs> next story. Yeah. Yes. Moving, uh, on. moving on. MI five. They are wanting to. Uh, basically, they've teamed up with Blue Peter, and they're going to give eight children the chance to visit MI5 and earn a place in MI5's spy school. I'm, I'm sorry, but this just makes me think of Willy Wonka. <laughs> oh, you stole it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. The Golden Walter PPK. <laughs> I think you'll this find. just such a bizarre combination of things. It sounds made up. It's, it's, like, I'm, it's like Metal Gear like, Solid decided to go, hey, do you want to be a spy? Um, buy some chocolate and come be a spy with us. So it's like... People got the badges for a load of things like, this kid did a really good drawing, so now we're sending him to MI5 <laughs> to learn how to defuse C4 bombs. Now, Bond, this may appear to be ordinary paper mache, 
but is in fact a powerful C4 explosive. <laughs> I want to know what, 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 what uh, Blue Peter's always had a, a trophy animal, let's call it. <laughs> What's the MI5's trophy animal? Oh no, they probably left it I on think, a train uh, I, I thought they called it M. <laughs> That's Bond. Bond isn't the real thing. No, M is Shh, M is let, the official don't let title. Don't the government the, hear you say know, that. That's MI6. Sorry, M is the official leader of MI6, isn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> Getting your facts wrong. You I'm said gonna, the wrong I'm number. I'm gonna sort of put my money in for Gibbon. <laughs> I don't know why I just like saying just, Gibbon. Just Gibbon. I'm trying to think of the situation that like uh, Bond could off someone and uh, finish with the line. And here's one I made earlier. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, there's pretty much loads of, ooh, ooh. Loads of points there. Bond kills the clones, like, here's one I made earlier. Um, Bond is, yeah. is such no. a cheesy guy. He's oh, well, that, that's He's the point cheesy. in him. Not, not, Daniel Craig, not Daniel Craig Bond, but, but I could, every I could, other I could picture Bond. Roger Miller saying that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, if, you, if you've read any of like, the previous literature with Bond, he's actually a suave douche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's... Uh, They've got to make yeah. him look cool for the screen. Uh, next story? Yeah. Yes, uh, moving on to the next story. Um, there's actually a company, a real robotics company in Japan called Cyberdyne. You, you just know that there's going to be dep- a department just somewhere in the basement just full of geeks who are lonely trying to make a robotic girlfriend. Well, you, you just this, know that. No, Cyberdyne is a little bit more sinister than that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Evil girlfriends? Terminator. Cyberdyne Industries made the t- made the uh, T one thousand, and also um, Skynet. So what's better than that is what they're actually making. Is exoskeletons the- for uh, they basically make exoskeletons to assist people with walking um, and to be used in nursing homes stuff like that. And these exoskeletons are called HAL. So many yeah. amount of time. So many things. It is an acronym, though, isn't it? Um, I'm not trying to be clever with it. Is a, it, it is an acronym. I think this is all kind of happenstance, but still, it makes me nervous. Hail uh, all Linux. Um, no, I think it's like human-assisted something or, you know, whatever it is, but uh, even so, the fact that you got HAL and Cyberdyne at the same company. Yeah, yeah we've got some malignant AIs that are going to kill us yeah. all, and they've got upgraded exosuits to do it. Yes. Because yep. I think that, oh, we're doing this for nursing home. Do they need that death grip? Yes. yes. Opening <laughs> jars of pickles. <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. You know, they also need, like, all the extra weapons that, that they can uh, fit on. Protection against the local uh, youths who just sit around. Yes. I've seen Harry Brown. <laughs> I know the truth. Harry Brown would have been a different movie if he had one of these exosuits. <laughs> you see that episode of uh, South Park where the old people take the town over? Yes. Because yes. they're sick of all the young'uns doing it wrong. With this, I can see that being a reality. <laughs> just with, like, ro- uh, robotic suits. A so bunch like, of cyborg elderly oh people. Oh, no, are you going to choke me with your robotic claw? No, I'm going to open pickles, you idiot. Breaking the lasers me. are to kill you. Uh, next story. Yes. Anyway, moving on. There is a company called Dolphy who wants you to start hand-washing your clothes using their fake vibrating bar of soap. Snow White's going to be out of the what job. part of that is fake? Um, I have so, no idea. I assume it doesn't wear down like a bar of soap. It's a tiny plastic bar of soap, um, and uh, it'll require you to use a detergent, and then all you do is drop it in a sink with, like, a shirt or something like that, and let it do its thing. Okay. I haven't hand-washed things in years. Yeah. I can imagine that would result in a lot of chewed-up t- uh, T-shirts. And Rob, did you used to take things down to the river and, like, 
<laughs> grind them across stones to get them clean. Now, it's ironic you say that because what, the last time no, we no, were in Bangladesh, no. we had to do that because they he, don't have washing machines. He's no, got he, a washing bar at his house. He just <laughs> sort of scrubs up and starts singing, you know, say shanties. <laughs> I've been to his house. I know what happens. <laughs> uh, quick fact. Rob is actually one of the members of Mumford & Sons. <laughs> <laughs> now, which Rob are you talking about here? Either way. Clean to you, Rob. Clean <laughs> <to> you. <laughs> I swerved that by not being ancient. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, next story. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, where was it? Yeah. According to a, uh, there's a farmer in uh, Northern Ireland called William Taylor, and he has built a contraption, a device. It's basically a treadmill for cows. Because your cows so, are too fat. The they need to lose weight. How would you get a cow on a treadmill? It's like, I don't know, with... Put it, it on an upward stair that way they can put, never get off. Like you got to put something around its neck, like leading it towards, like getting something, like I don't know, grass in front of its face, and it yeah. never reach that grass, but it'll always run for that grass. Put, put yes. freedom until, in front of the treadmill, and, and still it starts. Inst- also, another thing: don't uh, cows lie down when it starts raining? Yes. Yes. Well, according- so this is what's going to happen, right? They're going to do that. And then it'll start raining, and then the cow will lay down on the treadmill, and it'll fly off and smack the back of the wall. So they're like a load of generation of YouTube videos, which oh, is hilarious. Don't you just reminded me a bit from Dragon Age? <laughs> I, I've I've got to a point in Dragon Age where I've got my own castle, and you have to sit in judgment on various people. And the first person I had to judge was, was uh, one of these uh, tribes people, the chief of one of these tribes, who and they built a was arrested. That fired their cows. No, no, no. He was arrested <laughs> for throwing goats. Uh, catapulting goats at the castle walls because apparently it's the traditional retribution for me killing his eldest son. Was that the original <laughs> script of the Holy Grail? No, that, this <laughs> was actually in the game. And I'm just kind of, who wrote this? Rob, could you, just for me, produce an episode of MTV Cribs about your castle in Dragon Age? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I could. I could. And here's the wall that the goats get impaled by. No, it just cut to a scene of goats hitting the wall. Uh, does, your animated, does your animated avatar look anything by like you, by the way? Uh, yes. I mean, make this Cribs episode a reality. Let's do, it. Let's do this. Yes, he does. Like a younger, thinner version of me. Um, so, yeah, anyway, where were we? Cows on treadmills, yeah. According to uh, Mr. Taylor, he reckons that if everybody, all the cows in the world, 1.3 billion cows in the world, if every cow was put on a treadmill for eight hours a day, it would it would generate six percent of the power needed by planet Earth. Yeah, that's our, kind of rubbish. Yeah, yeah I know. That's our, like a lot of equipment needed. That's a lot of organisation needed for six percent of the power. I need that moon laser up and running as <laughs> soon as possible. Yes. No, you know when they say I, about induction power from the moon. Yes. That's what needs to happen. The problem here is the the, the beef market would go. You know. Well, it's yeah, going to get it's going to get tougher Udra. to try and get the beef because the cows are going to be strong enough to run so away from what, you. So, what's going to happen, right, is when the cow dies of exhaustion, you carve it up for the meat market. Yep, and all the beef will be. Horrible. There's a little grinder just behind the treadmill, so that yeah. way when they give up, that's some really grotesque gothic imagery you got going on there. <laughs> just blood splattered walls, and it's in I'm your head sure now. This is the cover of a metal album. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they have every person on the wor- in the world on a treadmill for a few hours a day? Shut that up! Be don't don't give the government ideas. That would be much better thing. Move. <laughs> oh, you could just put toddlers on there. And toddlers have all the energy in the universe, and you could make us. No, no, like, no. You can make the you earth. Make, like you want to make starship. an hour on treadmills mandatory in schools across uh, across Europe this and America. Serious. This took oh. a serious turn. 
But yeah, just me dancing. Just like <laughs> no, I don't no, think you are, going you, on you, you're more like a perpetual motion machine. <laughs> no, there is uh, there is an episode of Adventure Time with that plot. Yep, they, yeah. they kidnap Finn and put him in a machine. Oh, yeah, just to use his perpetual motion yeah. for their own game. <laughs> it, it got really weird because there was a pole in the middle. And they were like, "Do sexy dancing." No, what? what? And then they were like, they would zap the ball that he was in and is make that, him dance. Is that the uh, last story, or are we? Going yeah, that through? was the last story. Hello, I'm Brian Talbot. I've been writing and drawing comics and graphic novels for about 40 years now, and uh, welcome to The Geek Show. We are taking it very relaxed, very cool, as we talk about our relaxation. Chilling out, Max, and, and relaxing all cool. Yep. Shooting some people outside of school. <laughs> Shooting, Shooting some, some b-ball. You did say people. <laughs> no, I did not. I know what I say. And now I, I, we know what Ben people. does to relax. <laughs> Anywho, mass murder. Tangent to one side, uh, we are in the movie section. Yes. And we could just say what we watch to relax, but where, where's the fun in that? More of where, what's the qualities of things? I mean, uh, the stuff that you pick out that you sit down and enjoy, but what is it about a given movie that you will mark out as something to relax to, if you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, first off, I'd say like a big factor in that is familiarity. Yeah, uh, it's agree. easier for me to watch something that I've seen before, that I've seen a hundred times before. That you know, it's just familiar, comforting. Yeah. You know, something like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh. Well, yeah. something less eighties, but yeah. <laughs> I, 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 all 80s. I, I all will the never. Time. If I'm in the relaxation mood, never watch a new movie because yeah. I'm like. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know if I'm gonna. It might get really intense. I don't want really intense. I want to relax right now. Well, I think that's where Netflix comes <laughs> in, really, doesn't it? That's became yeah. kind of the substitute for a lot of people. If they want to relax, they'll throw on Netflix and put some. In fact, that's why films like Sharknado have become legitimate successes. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, wow. you don't you don't care that oh, I'm not following this or yeah. or I really need to give this film a full intention to it, attention it's to enjoy. It's just it. sharks the tragic thing about Sharknado is it has like spawned a new genre of throw at a dartboard and see what two words you get and then make a movie <laughs> about it. Tell you that genre's been around for a while. It's, it's not as bad as it has shark and all. Uh, there was one that I saw in Tesco. It was an earthquake movie started by albino spiders from the centre <laughs> of the earth who breathed fire. Oh. <laughs> and I nearly cracked up and like, wet myself falling on like please tell laughing. me you got it no no oh. I oh. said like um, yeah those sort of movies they've been around for a while but Sharknado popularised yeah, it was the, yeah. the, there's like uh, another one that got quite a good form was Zombievers which is Zombie Zombie Beavers, Zombie Beavers which I'm not quite sure the mechanics of that but damn yeah. them mm. <laughs> <laughs> so what sort of genres really work then so what, I I quite like dumb action movies, like just something I can watch and like sort of veg out and just see things explode. Like, <laughs> Do you think uh, the Marvel and DC movies fit into that? Oh yeah, uh, definitely. It's like um, recently my most recent one was um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I like to sit that down. Is, that is such a comfort movie, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Like it's a good movie on its own, but just. If I want to relax, I can just veg out and just watch the pretty colours. Well, <laughs> sort of relating to that, it's kind of Joss Whedon stuff at large, really. Cause yeah. It, it, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy does remind a lot of Firefly. Yeah. 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 There is a lot in common there. Although, in fact, I, when it came out, Fox, there was a thing about Fox saying, we should make a show like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Everyone so, who was British cried that um, 
Touch of when I watched Firefly, I'm a bit too much into it to yeah. like well, relax. It, it is very light. I, I I know it is, but I, there's something about it where I just get pulled in too much for me to relax. I don't it, know what. So there's, is there's about the interesting it. question, really. I mean, they've said it's familiarity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's is it familiarity? Factor. I know it's one factor, but you can be so familiar with something that you just absolutely swapped up, uh, swamped up in it, like you are with uh, yeah. Firefly. I mean, personally, the go-to thing for me is, is comedy. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's the easiest thing to watch. I wouldn't say modern comedy, because I think most of them are quite, you know, pants. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, but I yeah. think, like, the 70s and 80s were great for sort of movies that you can just put on and sort of relax to comedy-wise. Yeah. John so, Landis, in particular, he had so many, you know, films after films of uh, stuff that you can just vegetate to. Yeah. Um, Tell you... I. It sort of has. There's sort of a good level for me to veg out on when it comes to comedy. Yeah. Like, subtle comedy doesn't work because I'm not subtle paying. Subtle comedy? Oh, uh, well, something like Arrested Development where you have to be paying attention to the. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that, that's more of a comedy that has a storyline which kind of needs to get so, you involved. Yeah. It's oh, something okay. that's a bit too in your face about it. So, just leading on from that point, too much is storyline not good for it? If you want to re- like, properly relax at something and it's got a storyline that you have to follow, I, is that counterintuitive? Or at, at times, yeah. I think if the storyline, there's too many twists and turns, and you well, not heavy storyline, but something needs to be followed. You know. Well, I think if it doesn't have any storyline, tends not to be a great film. In well, I all. don't know. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy basically has no story. It's just big bad wants thing. But it has a clear, obje- a clear objective. Yeah. It, it, yeah, there's not a lot to it. But I think yeah. what makes that work is the character stuff. You could like, work. you could walk away from that, come back five minutes later, and go, "Have they got the thing yet?" No, they're, they're, they're chasing the thing. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's very yeah. basic. If, if it's got a plot like that, I think it works. But just a quick thing in the chat box, Edmund is saying that he likes to kick back and relax to Forrest Gump. Really? Yeah, as a movie, and to Nichijo as an anime. Well, I will say actually, about Forrest, I, Forrest I, Gump I, I kind of find Forrest Gump a little bit offensive, to be honest. Offensive? How? Because of how he's acting. No, that that's it, it's meant to be like that. I it's, know. It's, it's, but, it's from the main novel. It's, uh, I know, but well, it's just when people act like somebody who is mentally disabled, I find it, it's a very well, slippy slope. And it's a difficult thing to get right yeah. without yeah. actually I don't being think, offensive. I don't think Tom Hanks got it even remotely close to being right. Yeah. Well, you know actually, in, in the original um, novel that was written, the character of uh, Tom Hanks plays, Forrest Gump, actually goes up into space via NASA, comes back down, lands in an island, and has to... Uh, it's inhabited by cannibals, and he lives every single day by beating the king of the cannibals at chess. This and he lives there like the for 400 thing. days. This does not sound like the same thing. What? Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> they, no they one knows that. They definitely cut bits out there. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's just a bit of a Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator situation where <laughs> there is a sequel to the uh, the book that you all know, but it's no not what you'd expect. <laughs> I suppose that you kind of stumbled onto it there, but musicals, mm. they're like a great sauce. Oh, yeah. Or there could yeah. be a great sauce of, you know, uh, just vegging out to something. Because yeah. Oh, yeah. I could it's just basically like throwing on a favourite album. Mm. Yeah, you don't need like, to engage with that. I, I, I love to veg out to music. I'll just stick on my iPod and like mm. lay down, like and like musicals do the same sort of thing. Mm. Just with yeah, flashy yeah, images. Yeah, making as well. a, a resurgence, really. Yeah, because there is a lot more musicals coming out now. I don't yeah. know how many of them they wanted called. Uh, good, I'd, but I'd say the best musical in the last ten years is South Park the movie. 
<laughs> it feels like forever ago, that though. That really does feel like forever ago, but a great year. Absolutely all of it is unrepeatable. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the line, little boy, you're going to hell. <laughs> There's actually a super sane reference in that. Yeah, with Cartman yeah, when he starts yeah, swearing yeah. towards the end. Yeah. And he's sort of very Kamehameha like <laughs> like uh, electricity coming out Just of him. The, you, you can't repeat the lines he says obviously cuz you know no, radio no, no. and swear words but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beep 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 and he talks like a human. That's a comfort mode movie for me, is Star oh, Wars. Star Wars all of them, yeah. It's something I used to watch when I was a kid. Like, um, you know, like if you're off, a, if you're off sick for a day, yeah, I put yeah, Star Wars on just to feel that. better. And it, well, I'm assuming you mean in the first three. Yes. Well, four, five, six. Oh, well, yeah. What do you mean the first three? There's only three... There's well, there's going to be nine the, eventually. So. It's like the end of no, no, no. no, actually films. six. I, I, there's only going to be six. I, I'm looking forward to number four coming out. But there is only <laughs> no, three. That was the new hope. It's been such number a long time a since hope. a Star Wars film came out. No, that's number one. New oh. hope. Like, no, oh. Ben, you can't be that ignorant. I can, <laughs> I can be and I no, will. No. Ben has returned to the new hope. He's kind of regressed to the new hope because the uh, the old new hope that was the Phantom Menace was really disappointing. Mm. So now he's gone back to a new hope in the hope <laughs> that the next movie will be better. Apparently, from what I've heard, um, originally they weren't intending to be prequels made. The reason it was called Number 4 and New Hope yeah. was a uh, homage to like um, the things like the Flash Gordon serials that they'd play every week before the films in the cinema. Yeah. And okay. most people wouldn't go every week, so they would just come in at a point and be like, oh, welcome to episode six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Throwing off well, the that audience. Is, that is a classic way. example there of a veg out movie. It's absolutely nonsense and bobbins, but Flash Gordon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Same Gordon's thing. alive. <laughs> it's it's a lo- it's an amazing movie. It's rubbish. It's such rubbish. Oh, it but, is, but, but it's amazingly rubbish. Uh, the entirety of the soundtrack by Queen. Uh, it's Flash. a great soundtrack. Question ah. there: Does this mean so bad? You, it's good. Is vegetative sort of relaxing movie? It can. It can. Yeah, mean that it, it depends on the is movie. There, is there a cut off law when it just becomes annoying? Well, I think for like so bad, it's good. There's a nostalgia factor in it as well. You reckon? Yeah, well, I don't know. Well, I, I would not watch Flash Gordon if it was new, but because no, it's about my childhood, I actually sometimes subject subject matter. Like I would watch uh, Plan Nine from Out of Space, but not like Jersey Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a line there. There's a so, line. <laughs> Marvel films that you will watch as a kid, but you won't touch again. I, mean, I used to like the Super Mario Brothers films, but I wouldn't look at it again. What? When I was a kid, I don't film. care. I don't care. Just, just <laughs> get out of this just, room. You, the, you speaking of the film we never speak of. Yes. Uh, do we want just to uh, wrap up with a pick of the geek? Or have we got a bit more time left? You've got a bit more time left. Yes. Yeah, oh, pull on Fred's there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can go through pick of the geek. We've got three each, I suppose, we can go through. Yeah, yeah okay. Pick of the geek, well, then. I've yeah. already called it, but Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, why? <laughs> I know I'm asking the obvious, but... Why? It's um, it's got a simple storyline you can follow. It. It's entertaining. Yeah. Um, told you when you're not paying attention, it's very colourful and flashy. It's like you sort of return to that three-year-old. There's pretty colours. 
Yeah, that yeah. and Chris Pratt does add a lot of character to Star Lord. Yes. He, he's just a fun character to He like. is. A- everyone is lovable in that yeah. film. Like, Rocket's the best. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Rocket and Groot come together. Yeah. Anybody <laughs> oh, yeah. else got a, a shout? Um, yeah, one, one that I haven't mentioned so far that's entirely escaped my mind in the two seconds between me saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what you said about like terrible comedies? Mm. Zoolander. Uh, uh, okay. It's just a personal, like, I can just watch it. it I know it's not good, if objectively. Said, if, you said, if you said Dodgeball, that'd be behind you, bro. Oh, Dodgeball as well. Yeah, anything like that. You know, I can yeah, put yeah. on a film yeah. like that. I was about, I was about to say, uh, Zoolander obviously caters to your rampant narcissism. What is this, a tiny of, uh, school for ants? Because it's not a great film, but it, like, like I say, it's about the subject matter. Yeah. It does it in such a way that... It's it's really quite fun, and you don't really need to try. And it's got Robert Downey Jr. in it, Bean. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know how many so levels of meta. That <laughs> kind of level of comedy, just where I don't have to think. It's... Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, yeah. Anybody else? Drop Dead Fred. Uh, okay. Uh, Princess Bride. Oh. Well, that's, 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 that's more nostalgia like, anything. For, for, familiarity, like, nostalgia when you know that thing, film, yeah. you know every line in that exactly. film. Exactly. Mm. Uh... uh Mine would probably have to be like we've got three uh, H, so yeah, it's um probably Labyrinth to be honest, Labyrinth because oh, it, okay. it's it's dark in some areas but it's bright and colourful. It's like something that I can veg out to. I I can just sit down and just watch Labyrinth, and it's a musical as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I can just and listen to Bowie, and, it, and it's just, basically a Muppets yeah. movie. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and David Bowie. And yeah, you remind David, me of the bay. David Bowie. and David Bowie's crotch, and yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yes. it's an odd, curious film. Uh, I've got to. Mention any basic any any Joe Dante movie. This could yeah. be like uh, the Burbs, Gremlins. Yeah, well, the Burbs, yeah. Is, Gremlins the Burbs is, really is your go to movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean Gremlins is Gremlins Two was like the riskiest. He w- he was on the verge of apoplexy in HMV, looking for the Blu-ray <laughs> of the Burbs. Well, it was like he was ready to chew through chew through walls. There was two for twenty five. I could only find one, and then they <laughs> oh, they hid oh. the Burbs, and I was like that for a week. Why did they hide the Burbs? Why would they do that? I, I was what actually in a frantic them? rant on Netflix, just trying to find the Burbs, but the looking bur- through yeah. all the recommended, and just I couldn't find but it. But I, I don't know whether I call Burbs a good film. It's just one of these films uh, where it takes a sort of you don't trust your neighbours and becomes like an absolute slapstick farce. And well, it's just so it, yeah, so easily and enjoyable. You know, it, it's mm. it's just a uh, film that I could watch. I oh, could put uh, it on now and then yeah. sit through and watch it. Obviously, uh, Die Hard is another one. Yeah, that was one I was going to bring up. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, best Christmas movie. Yeah, uh, the yeah, thing is, you can't, yeah, watch, you, you, can't, <laughs> you can't sit down and watch just 10 minutes of Die Hard. No, no. It, do, it doesn't happen. It never happens. I'm assuming you're meaning just Die Hard 1. Yeah, Die Hard 1. <laughs> just Die, die Hard of a Vengeance is pretty good, but the rest are quite abysmal. If you walk into the room, you catch I, I enjoyed the first 10 number minutes. Number 3. No, that was three, 3 years Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, I'm getting mixed up on my movies then. Yeah, but number 3 and number 1, the rest can go in a very special place of hell. Wait, wait yeah. there's more than two movies? <laughs> I think there's it's, five. It's like Crystal's, no, there is only two movies. It's like Crystal's yeah, story. I, I, I've just decided to, to disown movies that I don't like. They well, okay. no longer exist. So like my life one, is happier. There's one Matrix movie as well. Yeah, of course. I wish they had a sequel to that. I think they could do a lot of they good could, stuff. They could do hey some ben, how many uh, how many Indiana Jones movies are there? None, because they're all pretty average. Free. After the fact that he wasn't relevant in the first movie, I kind of lost interest. Uh, uh, any other picks people got? Um, yeah. 
So, um, the Transformers movie, the original cartoon. Oh, the 1986 yeah. animated yeah. one, yeah. yeah. Uh, I never get tired of that one. That, it's basically Star Wars, though. Yeah. It is. <laughs> so replace like the Matrix with the Force, and uh, exactly like RC is basically Princess Leia. Where you got like Springer, Han Solo. Yeah, the whole thing is just yeah. Star Wars was popular. Let's like Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and obviously Optimus Prime is Ben Kenobi. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Uh, John Landis movies. Obviously not American Werewolf in London. I was about to say, are you sure? Although, although it's really funny, like. Blackly yeah. comic, but it's not a film that you watch for comfort. Uh, more in the respect of like trading places, well, actually, which no, has I'll... also got quite of a, a, a dark tone to it, really. It does, but it, it does. it's just the fact that it's got like Dan Aykroyd at his best and Eddie Murphy when he was actually worth anything, being really, really funny, you know. Yeah, and it's just another great Christmas movie to go besides uh, Die Hard. Another one that I never get tired of watching, and if it's ever on, I will happily sit there and enjoy the comedy. See no evil, hear no evil. I thought I was going to say four words that sort of my kryptonite there. The, the <laughs> one of them is jungle, and he never. Yeah. No, no, no. The no. Movie, uh, See no evil, hear no evil is just one of the one of the most well put together comedies I have ever seen in movies. That's your three, Rob. You've yeah, had three. I've had three, but yeah, Jumanji. Uh, it's like it's. Uh, didn't they do like a space version of that as well called Zathura or something? Yeah. Yes, actually, it wasn't as good. Uh, I, I have okay. not seen that. The thing that made the first uh, the first one Jumanji was Robin Williams. Yes, yeah, basically with Zathura, I would recommend watching it. But it's one of those that you only have to watch once, and then you can say you've watched it. That's it. Yeah. Any so, any one of the uh, the good period of Bill Murray movies. Things like Ghostbusters, things like Groundhog Day. Not yeah. Ghostbusters 2. There's a Ghostbusters 2? Gonna... Oh, no, I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> if you've ever mentioned Ghostbusters no, but they're good no, to veg out to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghostbusters 1's brilliant. If you start putting threads on the plot, it's like, <laughs> what? In a way, what? it's almost like a comforting leading man just helps you, like, bring brings you in, just make, yeah. sets you down, like, it's going to be all right. You, yeah. You're with Bill Murray here, yeah? There's there's you, there's jump, right. There was a jumper out there at Christmas that said Murray Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> and that's exactly oh, why. That's why... Uh, Ghostbusters is great. Yep. Just a very know. quick one from the shout box. Uh, Edmund says his his top one ever is The Big Lebowski, and if you disagree, that's like your opinion. I'm sorry, no. I've recently discovered my love of uh, white Russians, of which, because I have that of a beard and very long, curly brown hair... The You need the brown bathrobe. I, I've <laughs> actually been looking for that, and it's about 100, 100 quid, and that's it like really sucks. Laz- laziest cosplay, I will say. Shut up, <laughs> yeah. it's the best cosplay, because i got to be drunk, <laughs> and people are like, oh yeah, it's just milk. It's like, yeah, you got you got milk. Say, you've got to say, dude, a lot, Marlo, and then yeah, yeah, dude, you, dude, bye. Dude, that's just your opinion, man. Just I think that's a future <laughs> quiz question, like a tie-break question. How many times is dude mentioned in The Big Lebowski? I actually, yeah. I actually know that. It's uh, not say, it's my, no, 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 no. It's a future It's a future it's a question future in the future. Yeah. You can't oh, say it's, no. Oh, it's an actual question. Yeah, oh, okay. saying. I've just decided. Oh, that's right. I'm, I'm going to join the quiz now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got at least but, one uh, point. That was it for the movie section. Yeah. Uh, if you want to find out more about movies, there's also a show that we've just launched called Movie Eclectica that was formerly called Movie Rush. It was called Cinema Eclectica, I think. Cinema Eclectica. Oh, yeah, that one. I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> moment where Rob. Uh, it, there was some confusion between Movie Rush and the movie called Rush, and all the mov- reviews about the movie called Rush and the other movie called Rush. We're exa- kind of setting ourselves up for a loss there, so we changed that. Yeah. And there's that on the uh, website, and also the website, which is thegigshow.co.uk, which you are probably on because this is live and everything. 
I'm Christopher Sabat, voice of Alex Louis Armstrong, the strong arm alchemist. And you're listening to The Geek Show, which has been passed down the Armstrong line for a generation or two. Uh, this week we are talking about stuff we relax to, and uh, we are in the game section. Hey, Woo-hoo. no broken controllers. I don't want to see any rage quits. We're going to sit down and play some mindless stuff just to chill uh, out. The only control I ever broke was Legend of Zelda Water Temple. I smashed it good off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I recently <laughs> broke the um, attack button while playing Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. But we're talk- not talking about aggressive yeah, stuff. We're talking, we're talking about talking relaxing. The here. <laughs> relaxing. We're talking relaxing. We're talking flower. Like Ooh. Mario Party 8 kind of stuff. Oh no, that ruins <laughs> friendships, Mario Party. Has that still been made? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. The, new, the Mar- new Mario Party will include Amiibo support. I remember playing the first <laughs> one on the N64 and that was like a novelty. Yeah. <laughs> From the shout box, we've got Jake, uh, Edmund. Jacob is here with us. Uh, Edmund uh, <laughs> saying, Hotline Miami. Yes. What? Oh my God. What is no, wrong with him? No, he knows what how is... much I love that game <laughs> and he's doing that that way I can... Continue How? talking. That is not How relaxing. Do you relax to oh that? my god, it's such a good game because I'm not I, saying you it's get not a good you, game. You get so worked up after it. You you feel good and it's a good game because after you've killed like so many people and gotten past level, you're like, oh, that's I, so much I, I better. Think, uh, I, think I think it's if anything, it's disturbing and upsetting as a game. Disturbing. I think Edmund has managed to figure out how to remotely wind up Jacob <laughs> and set him off. It's like no, all no, he's no. putting his grins. It's, in like, it's like a curb stomp is like a major part of your arsenal. It's really a graphic game. Though. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, it, there's what, a time it, and a place. I'm, exactly, I'm yeah. saying that like maybe. Uh, I guess there is that sort of cathartic relaxation with games that like yeah. doesn't really come in. A, other things, you know, like yeah. I've just hacked fifty orcs to pieces. Dennis the Warriors is a perfect ha- example of that. Who yeah. hasn't relaxed by going into GTA and just running around and yeah. messing yeah. up stuff? Well, so, I'm sorry, yeah, a few years yeah. ago I was playing Halo Reach and Ed would actually come online and we'd just go and kill 12-year-olds. Oh, it would no. calm us both down because we're like, no, you this guys are... Is a you guys are worst part in the world to sort of accidentally tune into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just shooting 12-year-olds and... Uh, yeah, so easy, so easy. Except there, there's something about like shooters and fighters in particular that could be. It's like a stress ball, but you shoot it <laughs> or punch well, it or. Well, that's the oh. theory. At least when it comes to online, people take it way oh, too yeah. seriously oh, yeah. for it. Oh, like, you can't really. have fun online no. in a fighting game. Yes, no, in, no. The, in, in the in uh, the chat box, we also have Beth who wants to taunt Jacob as oh, well. Oh God, no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Is she saying how she's going to taunt Jacob? No, she hasn't yet. Okay, no, we will we'll be waiting. No. <laughs> Is this like when companies announce that they're going to be releasing a trailer soon? It's more like when a murderer taunts the police saying, my next victim will be here. <laughs> like, uh, back to, back called games, out though. the victim. Back to <laughs> the video games, though. Yeah. I mean, they've suggested flower. Yes. It is, hmm. is that actually relaxing, though? Oh, because mm-hmm. uh, the flower was flower, response with games. Uh, flower was the game from that game company which you yeah. controlled the pestle and you unlocked all of their stuff. It's yeah. uh, the ga- they also did uh, Journey and Flow. I think the original one was called. Yeah, yeah Flow. Yeah, no, no. I've heard of oh, none of a those very games. Relaxing game as well. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. gorgeous. It's a gorgeous. It's game. It's gorgeous, but just the movement. It's so free and flowing. I, I never played that online. It seemed to have a very relaxing vibe to that too where you collaborate and help uh, each other yeah Yeah. Mm. it's like the online was really strange because you don't have any chat in the game you can just like make a ping sound so ping (laughs) and like 
when you first meet a person, you're like, who's this person? Why is he pinging at me? <laughs> pinging. Yeah. But then you sort of go along together like, you're my friend now. So, <laughs> ping, ping. so we, we've, had a weird, we've had a weird dichotomy of what should, should be relaxing yeah. and what we actually find relaxing because of that sort of mm. the release that Jacob was discussing there. Yeah. With, uh, and you briefly touched on with things like Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, yeah. So is mindless yeah. violence... An outlet to relax. Yeah. Well, it depends it, it, if it's it, that kind of like stress where it's just oh well, I'm so pent up, I need to just let it out without physically hurting you. Is that is that relaxing just, though? I don't know if that's no, relaxing. But, but, it, it's the, the yeah. act of letting it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when I say relax, I'm just tired and I want to do something and I yeah. put like something easy, mm-hmm. well, not necessarily easy, but something sort of. It's more of a stress release. Yeah, yeah. Have I don't know if that's the same as relaxing. Dossing the giant on the Wii. Or the GameCube. Dosh, mm. Dosh and the Giant was quite a good one. Okay, Rob's acting like a robot, yeah. so maybe we should let him. He, he's go. doing the Queen's yeah. way right then, now. What, what have you got to say, Rob? Um, yeah, uh, I just want to. I just want to approach this from a different angle, mm. kind of thing. Rather than games that are relaxing, what about games where, say, you've played all of the games in your house, and you know you can't be bothered getting a new game in or downloading one. But, you know, you just want to sit there and play a game that you already have or that you might have already played. So something uh, like with the movies we're talking about, familiarity, like Mm. cracking out uh, the Mega Drive and putting on Sonic 3. Something like that, yeah. something you've played a million times. You know exactly what's going to happen, but there's a comfort to it. Yeah, like like, putting on old slippers or something like that. You've Mm. had it for so long that it's kind of... You don't even think about it anymore. You just basically put it on and just have, like, half an hour of playing this game and Mm -hmm. just solid unwinding it doesn't need there's no stress there's no pressure on you it might be that you're just bored yeah Hmm. i mean a lot of people i know have said they play like mobas to relax yeah but when i've actually seen them play it it looks the least (laughs) relaxing thing i've ever seen Uh, you know the rage that's thrown across the internet at other people this is actually puzzle puzzle games i suppose would be a big part of that because uh whether you want to call them gamers or not remains to be seen but the match three games, people do that to relax. Oh, God, yeah. They jeweled. Like, yeah. They jeweled yeah, yeah. and Candy Crush is yeah. a big one. Yeah. They're all the same game, but people yeah. do Farmville play Farmville as well. Relax. Farmville yeah. is one of those games where people Waiting relax simulator. to it. <laughs> no, so The thing is, people actually sit there and they feel totally calm and at peace with themselves I know. playing well, Farmville. Worse, the, the most passive games have been like coming out in the past year. Things like, uh, you'll have heard of Cookie Clicker, clicker I assume. Uh, yeah. There's been so many derivatives of that. These are games you don't actually do anything. Yeah. And like, it you, you starts just, clicking automatically for you once you get you enough do. upgrades. It gets to a point where you just keep tapping your screen as fast as you can see if you can beat your own record. Then you just get bored and click like once a minute just to keep the screen on. So, um, going to what Rob was saying, games I go back to. Mass Effect 3. Mm. Like, uh, uh, Mass Effect fine, but 3 of all of them? 3 mm. because of the multiplayer. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, they, yeah. um, in the multiplayer, I have all the characters unlocked, all of them fully leveled, all the weapons fully leveled. I've got a billion health things. So I can just go on to an online match. So you're basically a boss. Yeah, so I can just <laughs> play the game. Like No matter what the difficulty setting is, I can play and I can just like sort of flow through the fight and you just feel powerful and you feel happy. And like I get so relaxed from playing that. Mm. And yeah. like, no matter when it is, like if I'm stressed, if I'm not, it's just a game I can keep going back to, and it always play different because I'm online. People yeah. act different. I'll yeah. be with different people, mm. and I 
keep the chat off so I don't have to <laughs> it's, um, put up here's, with people. Here's a subject that we haven't mentioned in this. Uh, which kind of area, like, would you prefer a console, handheld, or PC kind of thing? If I'm going to relax, it's got to be on a console, something like that where I can sit mm. and flop on a sofa with a controller in my hand. <laughs> yeah. If, I'm, well, if um, I'm hunched over a PC, that doesn't feel relaxing yeah. to me. And uh, handheld, uh, I can relax on a handheld. I mean, I love a bit of like depends Pokemon on, and things depends like that. Depends on which room of the house you're in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, then there's the Wii U, which just complicates everything. Yeah, well, that's, that's it's just all not talking about that. <laughs> Actually, though, um, Dave, remember you telling me like ages ago, you like to um, go just sit in your bed with the tablet and play like old NES games on oh, the yeah. Wii U. Yeah, I use the Wii U Virtual Con- Console and I play like Super Metroid in bed. Yeah, that's the thing I like about those old games. It was just pure game. Yeah, so yeah. it was quite yeah. relaxing. It's not like this whole shebang that's right. You know? It was also yeah. finished when it was released. Pure, <laughs> pure games, pure games. Um, okay, uh, Edmund has said that uh, Pokemon Sapphire is a game he can relax to. Yeah. Another one that he finds relaxing and deeply puzzling is this Antichamber. I've never anti-chamber. heard of this. Antichamber. Is that the... Um, is that by the people who... Um, left um valve and they um i think it is it's about like a game where you change your um like the oh trying to think how like there was like different realities and you could switch between them and it's a puzzler Uh, that's uh, a lot he's like there was like the fluffy realm and you'd like (laughs) oh everything's made like plush things or the do we want to uh Uh, apparently you can change cubes no, 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 do you want the pick of the gig? Or is there anything further? Um, no. I can do pick of the gigs. Well, I've, I've got one off the top of my head that I want to. Uh, sure. Uh, Katamari Damacy. Yes. Oh, I was thinking about Katamari. Because yeah. it's not a game where you can really lose. It's just a game where you gather stuff up and it's really cute. And it's, now, it's in a, a bit, way. It's a bit overbearing the score, but it's just a relaxing the, game. It, there's games that like you perform a cathartic action like that, like gathering stuff up mm. that do, people do find relaxing. Um, a lot of people have said they find Mario Sunshine relaxing because a lot of the tasks are basically cleaning up, and cleaning up feels good when it's done. Is mm. the games you said there that they have a very is that a big part of it though the color palette? Because both of them are super bright and cheerful and nice and it can be. Yeah, I, I think so. I uh, I think I brought that up on movies as well. Color can. Help you sort of just veg out. Yeah, I can't imagine. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine saying Resident Evil Four. Are you playing that to relax? Because <laughs> it's such a bleak little atmosphere there. And also, there. if everything's out there, everything's standing out. There's nothing hiding. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> there's nothing lurking. There's nothing that could possibly be out there yeah, with ill intent that's going to uh, jump out at you and kill you while you try to make that catamaran. Yeah, it's not a wise idea to play <laughs> amnesia in the dark when you're trying to relax. Uh, anybody else got? Okay. This, this is going to be an odd one. Go on. But I like stressful games when I'm trying to relax. That's an odd statement. I said, like, yeah. I like to play Dark Souls. I like to play Binding of Isaac. I like these games. Yeah. Because if I'm super stressed, if I've been doing something for hours and I'm so stressed. Is it that I, cathartic thing? Yeah. I, so you can't it's, sit it's down. Another, and, it's another form of stress. Yeah. yeah. It um, takes away from my... Yeah. If you're playing something, maybe you're playing something too relaxing and that nagging thing is still on your mind. Yeah. yeah. Play like, something that will replace the stress with a different stress that doesn't really affect yeah. the real life you. Try, try and take on the old Iron King 
and be stressed about anything else. Yeah. You're just yeah. going to be stressed about that one thing, and at least yeah. you're still having fun while you're getting stressed <laughs> about it. Anybody else? Um, shout? Yeah. To be honest, my pick of the geek would probably be... It, it's quite an old one, but it's I always find it quite relaxing, to be honest. It's uh, Tetris, but on the old uh, Game Boy. You know, the huge ones that were like... Well, yeah. Tetris is on everything like now, isn't it? Well, you don't need to... You can no, play no, no, the original te- Tetris I, on a Game Boy Color. It's, yeah, well... Yeah, on the Game Boy Color, but I just mean, like, you get that kind of nostalgic feeling on the huge Game Boys. I mean, like, you can get them on tablets now, but it's just not the same feeling. You can get it on a calculator. Uh, if, you need it on <laughs> if you need it on something huge, you can get it on Kitacon. Uh, I booked Giant Tetris as an arcade oh. machine there. The controller was, like, a huge um, joystick in yeah. front of you, and it was projected onto a 10-foot projector screen. Oh, that seems amazing. <laughs> I-, I would yeah. actually die for that. It's, um... There's a museum down south from where we are now, which will not be disclosed because we're in a dank basement somewhere. Um, no, we're not. We've got our location now. We've got the lights on and everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's what we're telling Again, them, but we're actually all chained up waiting every week just Again, to Again, with your perform. pick there, I would, I would um, also put the thing there that Tetris, what you're doing, again, is cleaning up. Yeah. You're eliminating yeah. clutter. You're making things more zen. That's yeah. Cool, yeah. Yes. <laughs> You got that and the, the release of stress as soon as you get that one blue line. Yep. That one blue line that you've yeah. been building up to. It's like when a whole like set of rows disappears, you're just like, oh. Yeah. Uh, you've got right. a shout, Dave? Uh, I've got a few shouts, uh, but I'll s- I was thinking of Katamari Damasi. De- uh, um, Tell you one that I uh, really love. Go on. Sim City. Again, I think it's the organisation thing and making things tidy. Yeah. I, I can I can understand that because yeah. for me, it's games that are heavily involved making stuff. Yeah, um, so you just like this is my city. I'm going to make it. Theme hospitals, better. yeah. <laughs> Theme hospital was awesome, <laughs> <laughs> but Sim City, I can I could I totally get Sim City. Yeah, uh, back to David. Um, I was uh, there's a few on my Steam library that I'll come back to, to just to play to relax. Things like uh, things like Braid, the color palette really relaxes me, mm. and uh, Bastion. Partly for the oh, colour yeah. palette, Bastard, partly yes. for the uh, the narration. The sequel's misunderstood. I never got that. Uh, the sequel, the oh, Transistor, the game that they followed up with. Yeah, right? Transistor, Transistor. Yeah, heavily yeah. misunderstood game. But yeah, got the Bastion on my um, Steam library. I haven't played it yet. The uh, Atelier games, um, uh, actually, the latest Atelier game, Atelier Eskenlogi. Um, I really like that game, and I'm still playing it. I've just been playing it infrequently. Whenever I want to wind down, I'll ju- you know, I'm maintenance and I'll just play that. Okay. I do like an RPG when I'm wanting to relax. Uh, something like Final Fantasy VI or something that I can never truly finish, like Discare. There's always nah. more little bits you can nah. do. There's always... I love Discare, yeah. Yeah, I agree there. Uh, the answer to your question, Edmund, is no. <laughs> yeah, that means nothing to us. Uh, He's asking if we uh, smoked anything before the show. No. No, no, uh, no. I had a thing in my head there and it's completely gone. Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Somebody else, while well, I don't remember okay. things. Um, Dave said RPGs, but Skyrim is really good for me because mm. you just got a huge open world. You can just go around. You'll find little caverns, and it's just it can be quite like relaxing, just going around doing nothing and doing stuff by doing nothing. If you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, you can't really complete that either, can you? There's too much. Yeah. In it. FIFA. Uh. No, seriously. Um, uh, as a kind of go-to game, I've been playing FIFA since the since like the early ni- uh, the early to mid nineties. I suppose you know for me, uh, it's like twenty years of mm. playing a football game. 
it's a it's a go to thing. If I've got nothing else to play and I have got FIFA in the house, I'll put it on mm-hmm. and career mode, and I'll just play that. It, your, while, whilst your the football hours. somewhere in the house is crying, feeling unused for twenty years. Uh, <laughs> wrestling games of all things, it, it does. Uh, well, WWE games, it does call into what Rob was saying about making stuff. Rather than playing the game and fighting things, I found it super relaxing just to go in the character, create a character mode, and just yeah. create mad things. Mm. It's just Calibre is good for that. I don't think it, it, it create, uh, when the creative character on WWE got it right, it was amazing. It was. I think <laughs> the best thing of the game, and it's actually more fun than the the, the outright game, which is a weird statement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, you know, shout out for that one. Any. I think people like The Sims for that sort of reason as well. When you mm. actually start playing the game, the game becomes stressful. The game becomes about like acquiring money and like keeping your sim happy. But yeah. the act of making them and uh, like making your character is quite a relaxing sort of experience. And drowning them. <laughs> so Very sadistic fun. there, Ben. <laughs> well, it's, it's more of a god complex. It's like, yeah. ha, your baby is on fire, but I will not do anything to fix it. Hi there, I'm Robert Rankin, and you're listening to the... The Geek Show. Oh, yes. And uh, today we have just the one review, but it's uh, it's for Saints Row 4 Re-Elected and the uh, the new standalone DLC pack, which is Gat Out of Hell. Yes. The Gat um, Out of Hell does need talking about yeah. more so, because I did review... I know. It was in There's been initially. just a couple of tweaks with Saints Row 4 Re-Elected, which I'll cover first. Okay. Um, obviously, if you've played Saints Row 4... It's not ultimately necessary to play Re-Elected, but there are a couple of bits about Re-Elected that are worth mentioning. It's essentially the Game of the Year pack. Yeah, it's the Game of the Year pack, so all of the DLC for Search Row 4... So proper Game is, of the Year, not yeah, Borderlands. Proper, proper Game of the Year. Um, yeah, all of the there. DLC for Saints Row 4 is now part of Re-Elected. Um, it's on Next Gen, so, uh, and I played the PS4 version. Now, a question, though, yeah? regarding that... Uh, the game is basically a superpowered version of a character of your own creation. Yes. And because the powers are so uh, over the top and excessive, they regularly make the game crash. I was about to come to that. Is I imagine that's I one of the big cov- I am going to be covering covering that, so okay. give me a minute. Okay. Um, anyway, um, it is running at uh, 1080p and 60 frames per second, uh, so it can handle... You going really, really fast? No, no, you went. Like, you, wow, it was fast before, though. Yeah, it's fa- still as fast now, it's, but it can actually handle it. It's about four times faster than any car in the game. So, with with more processing power behind it, yeah, it can handle it, the loads. It, it can handle the loads. Um, but uh, there's been a couple of a couple of differences. Obviously, there's been the graphical upgrade, but it's not as it's not as it's not as impressive as something like Grand Theft Auto V was. Well, that wasn't the graphics; it was so much the first person mode. Well, I mean, no, the, the visual, a bit of both. It, it was a bit, it was a little from column A, a little from column B. Grand okay. Theft Auto Five on next gen is very, very impressive. The first person mode really highlights it, yeah. okay. to be honest, because like, yeah. you don't see the detail at street level so much if you aren't playing at first person. Exactly. I believe that added cats as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is fine. Something I noticed of playing um, Saints Row 4 is a lot of the assets have been taken from Saints Row, Row 3. So that means that up... Mm-hmm. It was updated assets from an old game, updated again to make it next gen. So yeah. it's like two gens old, but yeah. well, not gens. Well, well, but I, two, I, I, two, there is that, but I mean, uh, with regards to the actual updated graphics themselves, it's not. Uh, there are there are bits where it's not as you, you know. It, it's difficult to tell that the graphics have been upgraded. In most cases, you'll be able to tell, but 
and it is a lot crisper, a lot clearer, a lot sharper than Saints Row 4 on the PS3. But still, it's not... It's kind of at that midway point between GTA mm-hmm. 5 and Saints Row 4 on the PS3. Um, but it does run a lot smoother. So when there's like lots of things going on on screen or you're moving really fast, it can handle it. You know, um, okay. so that's that's one of the big pluses of it. There are there is the uh, kind of quick time event using the touchpad, which is a pain, real real yeah. pain. What, what sort of instances does it, it use that for? Uh, it uses it for several uh, various instances, and they appear, and you have to do them, and they're a pain. That was a very politician yeah. answer. You answered me without answering me. Well, I'm not going to spoil it by That's saying, oh, it's used Clinton. at this point of the story, or it's used at this point of the yeah, story. With, with Saints Row, it's probably used for something crazy that you don't yeah. want to ruin. Well, let's yeah. put it this way. You know your first hand-to-hand fight with Zenyak? Yeah. yeah. Right, it's used there. And oh, it's at just that replaced po- the outright button-bashing moment then. Yeah. yeah. At that point, though, it's worse. I would have. I preferred the button-bashing moment because I'm busy going down, down, down on the touchpad, and he's going, yeah, why aren't you yeah. working? I, I found this in other games, but the touchpad doesn't seem sensitive enough for quick time event type things. It's not. I mean, a quick time event. You want it to be. Uh, you really want it to be a button based event, unless the touchpad is sensitive enough. Unless it's something like the touchpad on the 3DS or on the uh, Wii U uh, controller. So, so, if it's something like Tear Away, it's it makes sense to use yeah. that touchpad. But if it's something frenetic and fast and yeah, exactly packed, you know, it doesn't really. It, it can't handle it because you know um, when you're using it, it, it. I think they've. I think the way they've done it. Sorry, nothing. Oh, sorry. You were shaking your head. No, he wasn't. But no one else. <laughs> right. oh, was, yeah, was Dave just shaking the hair out of his eyes? Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. Um, See, that's why I wore a hat. Right. Okay. Anyway, Rob. Anyway, um, with the touchpad, I think what they've done is basically make it a bit too strict with how you should be stroking it in what direction. I know that sounds wrong. but just, uh, Carry yeah. on. Anyway, um, <sighs> moving on to Gat Out of Hell, which is... Where does this take place in the continuity? I was... I'm about to explain. Sorry. <laughs> Can you just stop interrupting? No. Go on. <laughs> uh, does anybody have, like, a rat like and give to him so he can just play? <laughs> Rob, stop interrupting from Rob interrupting. Just get on with the review. <laughs> All right, okay. Um, basically, uh, Get Out of Hell, um, it's, it's kind of a little bit... Uh, well, I won't tell you what takes place, but I will tell you what happens uh, right at the beginning, but only at the beginning. Uh, Kenzie has a birthday and the, the saints decide to have a birthday party for her with a big cake but she doesn't know what a birthday is apparently of course All right. Yeah. so she turns up everything, everyone's surprised and they decide to do the traditional things that you do at birthday parties like using a Ouija board oh. okay so, it's saints bro it won't be anything else but exactly <laughs> anyway um, so they start using the Ouija board and the first question they ask is uh, is the president ever going to get hitched the answer is yes oh who's he going to get hitched to Jezebel, but no one's touching the Ouija board at the end when it hits the L. And then a giant portal opens and drags the president down into hell, where he is going to be forced to marry the devil's daughter. <laughs> Johnny Gart decides that he should be the one to rescue the president. Kenzie decides to go with him. Johnny threatens the Ouija board and then shoots a bullet through it so that it will open the portal again. Very Sharknado of him. Yes, very Sharknado of him. <laughs> they land in hell and run into an older character from, I think it's Saints Row 2 or 3. Um, who, Please say it's Keith David. Uh, no, it's not Keith David. Oh. Um, who basically gives them, uh, who basically guides them to find Lucifer's cracked halo, at which point they get 
various powers. It's very convoluted. I've seen in the trailers the awesome demon wings. Yeah. They are very, That's very true. awesome. Uh, the uh, the fact that they're bur- they're on fire while you're flying, you know, the, all the feathers, and you get that's that very growing that's very deviant thing. art of them. Yeah, it Just, sort of reminds me of Brutal Legend. Now, uh, well, setting hell and metal that yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> now you can uh, there there is a two player co op mode. You can basically use Kenzie and uh, Johnny Gat at the same time. Um, but uh, if you're not playing two player, you can alternate between the characters. Um, Pretty much whenever you want. Any advantage to them? or Sometimes there is. But generally, you'll probably end up using Johnny. Um, now, the mechanics of the game is uh, the cityscape of hell has been really, really well designed. They've really put a lot of thought into it and into how the game, how the world of the, uh, the world of hell is structured. Um, I mean, you know, the, uh, the money you gain, you gain in hell is actually the wages of sin. So, you know, uh, things that's, like that. That's quite cute. Um, and they've got, like, because you've got the flying mechanic, there's buildings that have, like, loads of gaps and stuff like that in so you can fly through them. Mm-hmm. The flying mechanic is, aside from the flapping of the wings, it's very similar to the flying me- to the kind of uh, f- um, gliding mechanic used in Arkham City. Okay. So you, you don't know. actually fly. You do fly, but, you, but you, you, every time you flap your wings, you start running out of stamina. And the last thing you want to do is fall. Uh, because okay. half the time you'll be, uh, you know, some of the times you'll be flying over a lake of lava and that's like instant death. Um, so you want to save as much stamina as you can while you're flying. So basically so gain height. Question about the, the flying though. Because you fly, does it sort of tame in the world? Does it make it smaller because of your mobility? No. Okay. The world is actually, the world is actually quite, uh, quite large. I think in terms of scale, it's probably larger than the uh, city in Saints Row 4. Really? That's big. Wow. Yeah. Um, and you've got all the usual things in hell. You've got all these little uh, kind of, uh, they look like headless creatures, but they're all kind of lost souls who are trying to become demons in hell. And you've got ambulances that are, uh, that are called rambulances because their whole purpose is to basically ram you off the road. Oh, very uh, You know, things like that. Um and you basically have to go around hell get, uh, rescuing characters like Attila the Hun. I've seen okay. some of the cameos in the trailer. It yeah. looks like there's some awesome characters. That- William Shakespeare. <laughs> it says fictional characters like William Shakespeare. <laughs> <I know>. yeah. <laughs> Which is fun. Who appeared uh, in all those things with the poems. <laughs> yes. Um, but, yeah, um, you, you basically... Uh, uh, you basically have to. <laughs> yes. Sorry, Edmund's suggesting in uh, rules for the drinking game. Um, <laughs> oh, don't worry, I'm already drinking, Ed. Don't worry. <laughs> Carry you, on. You basically on. have. Uh, I mean, the ultimate aim of the game is to rescue the president and kind of stop the wedding between him and Jezebel, who really doesn't seem like she wants to get married in the first place. She has daddy issues. Yeah. It's a, it's a very serious thing. Yeah. So, how would you. Right, is is as a package right now? This since Raw Four reelected and John, and before Gat you go any further, is Get Out of Hell PS4 exclusive or is it available? Can I, I was about to explain. <laughs> oh, there we go. Rob always should have gone, Rob. <laughs> he preempts me all the time. Oh, another drink. <laughs> anyway, um, Get Out of Hell is available as a standalone, um, uh, or it's available as kind of a combined thing. And since Raw Four, since Raw Four reelected is available as a standalone. Um, on next gen but you can also get PC. 
yeah, and PC. Yeah. Um, you can all uh, you can also well, Get Out Hell's on uh, PS3 as well. So you can also get which is the version that we got, which is the Saints Row Four Reelected and Get Out of Hell as uh, DLC on PS4. That option is available um, now. As far as I'm aware, the game is out on the 30th of January. If you are a Saints Row 4 fan and you've played Saints Row, uh, and you've played pretty much all of Saints Row 4 on the PS3, um, it's up to you if you want to get it on next gen. It, uh, you know, I think it's a worthwhile purchase if if you're getting the Get Out of Hell version. But mm. as a standalone, um, Get Out of Hell is worth getting on its own. It's only okay. like, it's only like twenty quid. Okay. Is it very long? And you say it's a bigger game, game world than the... Yeah, they put a lot of thought into this. I mean, uh, it's been a year since it was originally yeah, released. I mean, so. uh, it seems like all new assets if it's yeah. set in Every, everyone's was Everyone was kind of expecting it to be something related to Saints Row 5 uh, originally, you know, when they basically said, we've got a new Who Saints Row isn't? project. Who says it isn't? Well, it might be. We don't know. I, but as, a, as kind of a stopgap thing, as an interim thing between Saints Row 4 and Saints Row 5, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Okay. Okay. Longevity, though, because that Do was the right? problem with number four. It didn't Longe- really feel like it had last in your memory. It's just fun while it lasts, but then yeah. it, in that, in terms of longe- longevity, um, once you've finished the game, you'll probably remember most of the game, so you probably won't feel the need to go back to it. Okay, but it's still a f- the thing is it's still a fun game to watch other people play. Mm. I I got just as much enjoyment from watching other people play Saints Row Four as I did from playing it myself. Because everybody plays it different, differently. And also, the groin kick is back. <laughs> yes. Uh, heavy emphasis on the groin kick. It is one of the better attacks to use. <laughs> so, yeah. And it works on everybody. Okay. And that's uh, Saints Row 4 re-elected. re-elected yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing, if you're getting re-elected on its own, not worth it. No. That, that's what I got. And just the game isn't overly great. Okay. It just... I, I, it's not as good as its earlier counterparts. Oh, no, it's, no. it's lost I, a lot I, I, of its. Are thrill. you talking about Saints Row Four as just Saints Row Four? Or? Saints Row Four with all its expansions and stuff. It's just it's not. It was ruined by the introduction of superpowers. Mm. It took out any need to have to weapons have yeah, or vehicles. vehicles, and they were the best parts of the game. Yeah, like the Genki car thing. Yeah, that was yeah. amazing. Like the hover bike, I always remember. You get a little UFO in um, number two that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, except, th- like, because you can fly and jump and run faster than any yeah. car. It's and who, forget, uh, who can forget the big purple floppy weapon from Saints Row 3? Let's not go any further than that. Hey, this is Nico Robin from One Piece, and you're listening to The Geek Show. We are... Now on to um, our animation section. Dude, I am so relaxed right now. (laughs) (laughs) So all this talk of like uh, different games and such that have just relaxed us, to be honest. Just here chilling. (laughs) Chilling. uh, Are you chilled, listeners? Be chilling. Thanks to Dave McBrain, just going to the intro for uh, Fresh Prince now. (laughs) (laughs) Just uh, just a quick reminder, that song was uh, I Am Not Left Handed with Brace Brace. Okay. What's wrong with being left-handed, eh? It's, Nothing. It's right-handed <laughs> and wrong-handed. I kid, of course. I kid, of course. I suck with both hands, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Ambidextrous. 
Anyway, Edmund, no, not Dexterous. Jacob. Oh, You're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> I get confused. Sorry. It's okay. It's because I'm in your peri- uh, peripheral. Vid- vid- uh, uh, sorry. Can I see the general shape of you moving? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just colourful blurs at the side of your eyes. Um, getting back onto animation. Um, so, are there any particular new animated movies that you're kind of jumping towards to leap? Uh, watch at the cinemas or you're just going to well, wait until the I think on DVD? the obvious people who sort of you, you mark out as the ones you relax to uh, uh, what's he called now uh, Hayao Miyazaki and Mamoru Hosoda yes mm. Mamoru Hosoda yeah uh, I mean yeah. Makoto Shinkai who did like five centimetres per second oh that's very relaxing that's, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. nice it's very <laughs> relaxing till it's depressing as yeah. Yeah. yes uh, this is uh, true there's the balancing point isn't it <laughs> you have yeah. to pause it you, you, yeah you just right have point. to stop at the right point and then you're having a happy relaxing <laughs> time the, the th- great thing about that was it was done animated by one man wasn't it it's yeah. an amazing accomplishment yeah. absolutely amazing which just one? the credits just all of his name like, well, for, um, Voices of a Distant Star Oh, is that the one that he did? Yeah, himself? Voices of a Distant yeah. Star is the one he did himself. Oh, yeah, that yeah. that sounds right. Yeah, I remember. Five centimetres per second was a full-on studio production. Yeah, I was thinking, like, really? That was really good <laughs> if that was one person. That was really um, like, Voices of a Distant is, Star, also amazing. Yeah. Edmund is uh, just reminding us that his his go-to uh, anime are Nichijo and Azumanga Dayo. See, I think this is, um, like, when we talked about movies, we were talking about yeah. funny. And also Klanar. Um, sort of. <laughs> random stuff you can just switch your brain off and yeah, yeah. absorb the randomness I'm yeah. well there's a much more diverse audience like market out there isn't there the slice yeah. of life who the very idea is supposed to be something you're relaxed to yeah yeah. Mm. whether it's true or not you know it depends but that's yeah, what it's in the slice of life, life anime nobody's going to be telling you like you have three minutes to save the world no so it's an odd life if it's a slice that. of it but it depends which Aria yeah. Aria you're not allowed to mention that I am you mention it too often, but <laughs> I don't mention it too often, and more people should watch it. But never, don't marathon it. Don't make the mistake of marathoning it. But a comedy, I think, is uh, well. Yeah, comedy can be relaxing. I mean, oh, yeah. I can sit and watch. Uh, I can sit and watch through tens of episodes of uh, Gintama without like without a problem. That's, no, no, that's it, just it, it, a it's a nice, relaxing so thing to have in the background. It's the same as something like um, I could put on the entire series of something like regular show. And it's, ex- it's kind of the same. Comedy, randomness, just it's washes nice over you. It's nice to have in the background, really, to be honest. Yeah. Because it and is and animation, I, so I will it's say that I've never got that watching stuff in the background. That's not watching. Really? It's they, just there like, while you learn. It, this is what I do for a lot of things when I'm playing a game. I'll have something on in the background it's as well. music, fair enough. But other than that, yeah. I don't really understand it. Uh, I, Passive I, enjoyment. Yeah, yeah. I sit and watch people play other games while I play a game. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> right, I right. need more that's gaming just, That's take. just as bad as going on Wiki and learning how to do a certain level. You're watching the same person do the exact same Oh, level. no, different games. Oh, uh, oh I'm watching that's confusing. someone play Mario Kart while I am playing um, Binding of Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> Edmund right. has just put in uh, to the chat box a uh, fun fact. The regular show is about two people having a massive LSD trip. The pilot episode explains it. Yeah, well, that's what it is in the pilot episode. Uh, uh, it's uh, Rigby's not in the pilot episode. It's uh, Mordecai and Benson who are yeah. having the trip. Mm. But uh, yeah, the, it could possibly be following on from well, that. Well, if anything, like Rigby could be the side of Mordecai, which is why they're always together. That's kind of more of the oh, well, what if I'm an under underachiever? Like, what if I'm less? Well, which I, is why he's much more of a smaller, I, I, darker I, I, character. I thought that Rigby was kind of uh, the. You know, the LSD 
trip got so bad that Benson's personality completely switched and he turned into Rigby. Mm. What in the bejesus is the regular show? I've never heard of it. <laughs> it's about uh, a, a beaver and... Uh, a beaver? It's a raccoon and... A raccoon uh, and a blue jay who work in a park mm. and it's it's out for ca- for children, but it's basically like... Uh, it's... It's the, only people who, the only people who could identify oh, okay. with these sort of life life experiences are like um, people in their like twenties who are starting their first jobs and just generally okay. skating by it's, and coasting through life. To be honest, it's kind of like the opposite of uh, Johnny Bravo because Johnny Bravo kids were able to watch it and like love the slapstick, but the adults were able to go, "Ha ha!" He said a dirty joke, and the kids don't get it. But like with the regular yes. show, it's more it's more of the adults going, "Yeah, that's really relatable," and the kids going, "Pretty colours." How oh, it is relaxing, come alive. <laughs> what about Rick and Morty? Rick oh, and Morty is not Rick really something you relax to because oh, the whole no. conceit behind it is. Really complex sci-fi made ludicrous. Thing is, it's so simplistic that it's actually relaxing because it's just literally about these two uh, these two people who are slightly related going on a huge colourful adventure. Once it's slightly related, it's his granddad. <laughs> well, but uh, the uh, close enough. It's just really complicated sci-fi. I mean, it's got a spoof of Inception in episode one with layers of dreams, yeah. and it's. It's not a simple show, I don't think. Well, but it's I, not something you you relax to. The it's enjoyable, but relax. I the alternate know. universe episode kind of like really messes you up because uh, it it yeah it's one of those that you just have to watch because it just jump jump from different universe to universe and it's just it messes with your mind. So it's a much. bit like the TV series Sliders. There's an episode yeah. <laughs> of Rick and Marty where the uh, Rick has a thing where he can tap into the TV of all existing realities. And that's, that is that's a hilarious. Almost every filler episode for any cartoon. No, but it's done really well here. And like Answer My Eyes Johnson is yeah. the thing that's sort of got out there. But uh just talking about titles now, not necessarily yeah. stuff yeah. that we find relaxing. Okay, well um getting back to like more animation, like uh what in partic- what what would you prefer to sit down and relax to? Would it be more nostalgic or something more new? I think nostalgic has a familiarity to it. I mean, especially with animation because not everyone's kept up with animation as mm. they've grown up, so a lot of animation that they that they relax to or feel like familiar and comforting is stuff yeah. that they watched when they were kids. That's like why Dragon Ball Z is such a you know yeah. Why so many people go back this to is it for you more? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always go back to the old X Men cartoon. <laughs> I was just uh, <laughs> Marth, I was just thinking, I was just thinking of Tony Hart, a little clear guy. Yeah, the little yeah, orange that's guy. That's what I was thinking of. Um, I mean, the thing is, you know, uh, from like the 1980s, you had like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff yeah. like that. They've all been released as box sets now. The Mysterious yeah. City of Gold, Ulysses 31. You can buy all those. Ulysses. And they sold really th- they sold really well. But, um, you know, strangely, He-Man didn't, was never... That didn't happen with He-Man. Good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think most... Because I don't think... more erotic cartoon well, made for kids that exists when, for all time. When you were saying what, what like... Relaxing, you'd find. I think like an old Disney film is relaxing quite a lot. uh, The other week, I sat down and I watched um, Hercules. The um, that's not an old Disney film. How old are you, Ben? (laughs) No, but still, it's like (laughs) what are you, (laughs) twelve? Shut up, mom! I can do what I want. Just because I saw it on Netflix, but it's like Disney films are great to just sit down and be like, yeah, yeah. I remember unless it's Bambi. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> that, that's if you want to. Or the black, or the black, or the black, yeah. or the hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah, that one's sad. 
It's, all South um, Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> or the fox or, and the hound. Uh, yeah, or the fox and the hound. Oh, okay. Let's stop talking about depressing animations. Okay. Talking so about, about half of the Disney nice. movies. No, uh, Lady, uh, yeah, I have yeah. to admit, Lady and the Tramp is something that I can sit down and relax to. But that's mainly more of a kind of a romantic kind of thing. It's a gorgeous it's, film. It's, it's just visually beautiful. The Aristocats the Arist- is awful. Oh. That was more of a music side for me because, especially particular scenes, they were able to like, uh, make particular uh, uh, music. Let's get this question, Rob. Have you watched Aristocrats? Yes. Cats, sorry, as a grown up. Yes. It is terrible. I know. It is awful. I preferred Oliver and Company. That's even oh, worse. No, that was sad. That was so sad. Here's the thing we've already established things don't have to be good for you to be able to <laughs> relax to them. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Spider Man films. Right. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, if you've got a nostalgic connection to something, it doesn't matter if it's bad no. or not. You just mm. want to see it. It's like Pinocchio. Oh. It's such a Blake film. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Is it like it's like really dark? You, you said but before, like, like um, Dragon Ball Z. I'm watching it now. I'm like, it's okay. Well, well I mean, is that all these people. Yeah, is it, you watch it as a kid. Yeah. It makes yeah. more connection with you. Well, I mean, I know loads of uh, people from the anime community who their go-to response with. Uh, for this question would be something like the uh, you know Are My Goddess or Full Metal Panic the first series of Full Metal Panic they could sit there and watch it every single day for the rest of their well, lives well something relaxing? like Are My Goddess it is sort of a relaxing and nothing much happens, happens it's exactly. a safe situation it's like yeah um, it's a, it's sort of a harem isn't it but it's not as it's, it's not really a harem it's just basically the two of them uh, the two of them are basically the Basically, want to be boyfriend girlfriend, or and eventually get married, which you know uh, uh, um, does happen at the end of the manga. Major basically. spoiler there, um, but yeah, it, it really hasn't learned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm only on issue four. <laughs> oh, well, it can, it's kind of obvious it's going to happen for like the entirety of the series. That's been what it's leading to. Um, well, maybe that's yeah. a, a part of it, though. Uh, the series that people, like you mentioned there, is a wish fulfillment, sort of light, fluffy yeah, wish but, fulfillment. I mean, is uh, that what uh, people the, relax to? The, the, the whole idea of Oh My Goddess is, you know, the guy gets the perfect girlfriend. You know, she's absolutely perfect in pretty much every single way. That's a relaxing idea. It's comforting. Even these idiots yeah. can do it, you know. Mm. Yeah. Tell so. truth, thinking about it, a lot of the animes that relax me are very different to the movies that relax me. In movies, I like actiony stuff that's a bit of a colourful blur. I like yeah, yeah. softer, more quiet animes. I like um, the girl who leapt through time. I can sit. It's made, remade as a live action. That uh, I know. I haven't seen the live action yet, but yeah. it's one of my favourite movies. And I just sit down and I think you'd watch do, it. I think you'd really like Usagi Drop then, because it is in that mould. Yeah, you know. So. Um, like I like movies like that, like animes that are very calm. Like Toradora is another thing I'm thinking about <laughs> that, like I can watch and just relax to. And that's mm. not like all high action actually, moments. But actually, thinking about it, there are some action ones I can relax to. I mean, remember, I remember working in labs, and if there's something I w- put on the background, and if I'm watching the uh, if I'm watching the subs, but still can't be bothered reading all the time. <laughs> if you put on like a, a mindless shonen, it's kind of relaxing. You just see the flashing colours. You know yeah. where it is at any point. The, the plots aren't too difficult to follow. And if it mm. is something in the Dragon Ball Z kind of mould, stuff doesn't progress at a speed that you'll be like, oh, intricate plot details have occurred. <laughs> yeah, pop so all the mics. This is why Tariko is popular. Yes. Ah, the plot has thickened. <laughs> Just like this gravy. Um, <laughs> it's not a good thing. It's just not. Yeah, it's not. Uh, I still don't understand what it's about. 
calories mm. and food and guy stuff. eats meat. That, that's I, all. I got that part. I just, <laughs> I just kind of. So why are you telling me? <laughs> that that was my question. Yeah, that's, okay, that's... so he likes his food. He hunts food. Why am I interested in this? What what purpose? It, it, it satisfies the need for you to go buy groceries, and then you actually become a vegetable. Well, just sat watching this like this anime over and over again, going, "Oh, that, uh, this guy's getting food." Food anime though, as well. What is it? Yakitake Yaki Japan? Japan. That was the food show, wasn't it? Uh, that was the one about baking and about uh, bread. And oh. the manga featured a showdown at the end with a bread monster. Um, <laughs> okay. A baking competition against the bread monster. Um, to get prepared for that, you'd have to play Iron Bread. Just just to get your rage up. No, but no, Edmund. Uh, I am not mentioning that on this show. You can go, uh, you can go take a running jump off a very high <laughs> cliff for even mentioning that. What did he mention? The rest of I'm not going to tell gonna... you. I'm not going to. I am not going to. Uh, yeah. Dave, Dave write, write it down. Tell us, tell us, but don't mention it on live radio. Yeah, don't choose the word. We we will never ever mention that show. I, okay. I will punch anyone mentioning it. Oh, that no, oh, yeah. No, yeah, no, no, that one. No, no. no. I don't know things. <laughs> Edmund, yeah, how dare you? I don't know things. <laughs> <laughs> Well, are you lucky can we, you. Can we do a pick of the game? Edwin, yep. just for so that, we'll next time to... I see your face, I'm punching you in the balls. Tell you what, I'm, uh, I'm going to go see Ed later on. I'll give him two punches. There <laughs> so anyway, pick, yes. Pick of the geek, pick of the geek. All right, so what would your most relaxing kind of animation be? It doesn't have to be anime, just any, anything I, yeah, that's relaxing. I've got to repeat what Dave said earlier. It's just Gintama. Yeah. <laughs> it's impossible. You start, and I'm just enjoying It's not just funny as well. It's actually really touching when it wants to be. Mm. And the action and the drama really does oh, help. It's the, just kind of got everything. The ending to the cat arc. Kind of touching. I yeah. recently watched the, uh, well, it's a mini arc, it's three episodes, where you first find uh, Omibozu, uh, Kagura's dad. Mm-hmm. And that's super funny, action-packed, and really touching. And it just has everything as a series, I think, in Tamar. Since you guys are going for that... Uh, well, I am. I well, am. Since, since you're going for that, uh, I, I'm i going to go with another comedy. It's one that I highly recommend. Uh, Astro Fighter Sunred. Gosh, you're predictable. <laughs> it's not predictable. I could have said... I could have mentioned a hundred other shows. That no one would have heard of, you but went you still recommend them. One. And exactly, yeah, it wasn't exactly. predictable because you expected me to say Aria. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, you just wanted to mention <laughs> that, Aria the second again. choice. <laughs> it's no, basically I, I wasn't going to mention Aria. Um, but you have now. Astro Fighter Sunred. I mentioned it earlier. <laughs> Astro Fighter Sunred. Um, it's, it's more like a comedy clip show than it is a, a full-on kind of series. But it's just... It, it's, it's just got that charm and that, uh, and that humour to it and... It really, really works, and it's just a brilliant, brilliant, um, sarcastic take on the whole masked fighter thing. Yeah. Ben? Um, Digimon the movie. Oh, oh yeah. that soundtrack. Yeah. That soundtrack. <laughs> These kids and their things. I love what they It's not Digimon, but... The, yeah. the movie was split into, like, three very different the, parts. The best Best part of which is basically if you have seen Summer Wars. Yeah, it's Summer yes. Wars, but with Digimon, mm. yeah. and it is awesome. Well, I mean, the, is, um, the, the, um, the art is very different to the series. The art is almost like sketchy watercolors yeah. in comparison. It's a, Speaking of Summer Wars, Wolf Children was delightful. Yes, it was. <laughs> Sorry, yes. Ben. It was. I, no, I'm not going to... like you. At any point, I think it's appropriate to interrupt anyone and just go, Wolf Childs is... 
It was amazing. Yeah, it was yeah. lovely. Because it was. <laughs> I say it's like got particularly the Summer Wars type section. It's very yeah. colourful. Yeah. It's very. I say it's relaxing and it's surprisingly well paced. You know, like all sections is, are anyway. Summer Wars was really good as a kind of a relaxing, comfortable piece as yeah. well. It's quite it action was, heavy. It was quite action heavy, but the whole all there the sections with the, the family. Yeah. The thing is, all, all the sections with the family and the fam- the dynamics between all the different members of the family it reminded me so much of my own family. I was like, yeah, no, I you know, that's my uncle, that's my cousin. His newest one that's been sort of teased early, a boy and a beast. Oh, yes. oh yes. it looks very yes. very nice. I mean, you can Google the trailer and it's got a, like a twenty second sting. Yeah, mm. just the looks very shonen, but it also yeah. has his sort of fingerprints so all over it. One of my favorite studios, them now because everything they make is amazing. Yeah, I'd agree. Well, they, they did the girl who let through time as well. And yeah. well, that's one thing. Like the girl who let through time, really nice. Uh, it does remind me of like the. Um, I love the endings of Ghibli films because it doesn't have to be a big resolve. It can just be life goes on. Mm. My neighbor Totoro is perfect with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm actually glad someone mentioned Ghibli because I was going to say Poco Rosso. Yeah, good point. It's a really, really comfortable to be honest, movie. Ghibli is one of the few things that I can put on a film that I haven't seen before and still relax. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, like the story, uh, the story could be as interactive as possible, but you'd still be able to relax. Yeah, and we are all. Um, to be honest, my pick of the geek, um, I would probably choose um, uh, Gunex Sword. Really? Go next out. I would pick that one mainly because it's I'm relaxed with the the main characters. I'm re- I'm relaxed with them because it's more of like the main characters more so laid back and so chill that I kind of it's relaxing to see someone that relaxed even in like a highly action like violent situation. He's mm. just sat back on yeah whatever. Mm. Just get me some milk. <laughs> Just that—that's—that's that's relaxing to me, to be honest. Yeah, but yeah, I'm a bit surprised by that choice, but that's, you know, okay. that and I kind of want to get choice. a word out. Yeah. Uh. Hi, my name's Kate Ashwin. I draw Widdishins at Widdishinscomic.com, and you're listening to the Geek Show. We're talking about relaxing stuff, and uh, we are falling into the last section of the show with graphic literature. Can yes. you pick up a good comic book, sit down by the fire, and then wonder why there's a fire in my house. <laughs> Yeah, then probably how you call someone about that, like a police service or police <laughs> fire service, probably and more then, And then realise oh, it's not your comic book, nor your house. Okay. I'm arresting this fire. <laughs> and? Um, comic books, you tend to, there's certain ones you keep coming back to again and again. Um, whether it be relaxing or relaxing? Relaxing. It's relaxing action. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or other reasons. Uh, what comics you keep going back to well um, can i just say this before we answer that can a comic actually be relaxing i mean a comic that's as action-packed is structured in the same way like panel 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 yeah as uh, a relaxing one is whereas a game it, it is more obvious thing to relax uh, to they are react to oh. and with movies it's a more obvious thing to react to but with Panel, panel, panel. I know I'm reducing it a lot, but yeah, so can a comic actually no, be reactive? I actually get what you mean because I was thinking books can be relaxing, but comics are different. Like, everyone knows a relaxing book, but. Yeah. It depends on the comic. I mean, like, something like Watchmen is something that you relax and digest at your own pace. Mm. Yeah. That's sort of why the film doesn't work because there's so many. It, like, yeah, it's rushed. There's so many different. Like, it adapts lines everything of, like, from the comic. That you have to fit in. 
whereas there's like all the the, all the inserts, like the the Diary of the Sea Captain and stuff like that, the that you don't have to read, but adds to the experience, and you just do it at your own pace, and it's quite. It's comics are the same as a book in that when you stop reading, it stops. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. You know, so, like a film or music, they keep going whether you're, you know, whether yeah, you yeah. like engaging oh, with I it or not. Mean, yeah. Yeah. So, um, thing is, like, I've been reading a lot of comics recently, and like, but a lot of superhero sort of comics yeah. are constantly at high pace. They're trying to keep the action up, trying to keep the. Um, the attention yeah. and it's hard to feel relaxed when everything is always building. That's true. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's, there's a one I like. Um, it's one of the longest running like comics by an individual author. It's called uh, Cerberus the Aardvark or Cerebrus. Cerebrus, yeah. Cerebrus. And um, while it starts off, it started off as a parody of Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the end ones are more like... Um, it went in a deep metaphysical oh, territory. very deep. And it, it can be like... I think there's a one that's got an entire long discussion with uh, someone representing Ernest Hemingway. And, yeah. And uh, it gets... It's, it, it is like a relaxing read by the end of it. And uh, like after the point where he meets God on the moon, that's about where, yeah. <laughs> where things get more relaxing. <laughs> that's why we don't go on the moon anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just a quick thing. Edmund is saying that uh, he likes to read Dude, Where's My Fox, the Dude trilogy, and uh, maybe throw in a little bit of Artemis Fowl. Can we put... Artemis Fowl? It's a steampunk uh, Sherlock Holmes, I think. Yeah, I thought it was a book rather than a comic, but... Would you, can we include literature in this? Sure, why not? Because mm. like, I find... I'll allow it. I find literature much easier to relax too. Again, yeah, like I, I think said, books, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a degree of comfort in it because I was going to bring up the the stuff of Roald Dahl as something oh, yeah. to relax with because it is sort of a nostalgia and familiarity thing. Yeah, and just because it's not like this is for kids or this is for adults. It's sort of this is for it's people. It's for everyone. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And I don't think I think the um what what they used to call the funny pages are kind of a relaxing comic yeah. at times. Like, yeah. You know, like um, Charles M. L. Schultz, Peanuts, and yeah. uh, things like Garfield. The, the, the Calvin not, and Hobbes. The never, <laughs> yeah, Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes, Hobbes was, was relaxing, yeah. but it also had really deep, like yeah. philosophical there's, there's, there's like, some, feelings behind in it. In a yeah. way, they're never hilarious enough to take you out of it. Yeah, it's just yeah. a gentle chuckle, if anything. thing is, Calvin and Hobbes, I love Calvin and Hobbes because it kind of reminded me of when I was that age. And you had a tiger. Mm. I didn't have a tiger, but, you know, it's just the feel of it. You know, everything is kind of bright and shiny and, yeah. you know, you love playing in the snow and you love playing with your mates and you pretend to be dinosaurs and stuff like that. <laughs> so uh, I think one of the great things about just short comics like that is if you, I can sit there for hours and go through small comics like that. And whenever I stop, I've... I've, I'm at the end of a thing. I, I don't, like, stop in the middle and have to come back and remember. Here's a, yeah. here's a question. Uh, short comics, better for relaxing, too. Because you can just dip in and dip out, rather than, say, a long-run serial where you've really got to commit to it. Is, can you relax I, I to something where you've got to commit, like, thousands of hours to read the full thing? I think thing? I'd rather read, like, a collected work or, yeah. a, a, you know, like, a graphic graphic novel kind of thing mm, than, yeah, yeah. than I mean I could read a serial if it was as, as a collected trade paperback or something like that yeah. but not to relax with because yeah. most serials you'll yeah. get about like 20 minutes yeah 
Well, um, what about like a collection of them, like say dandy albinos? Because you get a bunch of different stories in this huge annual, or this huge controversial opinion. I never really got into the dandy albino. I well, found it, them a bit trite. Well, I think they appeal to a different, like, uh, to a certain audience, which is like, oh, that was funny because that was physical, like, humor, or oh, that was funny because it's silly. Yeah, but I mean, uh, well, the problem with things like dandy and bino is. Um, that because uh, I used to read them heavily mm. when I was a kid. I used to they're love. They're not rereadable as an adult. Kind they're of thing. not really rereadable yeah. as an adult because you look at them, and you go, "Well, it's just not funny, is it?" You yeah. need to be about five or six to find this funny. It's that phasing out in the eighties, really, yeah. as well. Eighties, nineties. I bit before our time. Not yours, yeah. though, because you're old. <laughs> Thank you. But but there's, there's Rob, Rob's version of comics was like uh, drawings on that. caves. Yeah, I was e- Egypt, uh, Egyptian hieroglyphs. <laughs> Thank you. I You're mean, welcome. there's some web comics that's actually nice I to relax to. <laughs> but unfortunately, I, I, the only way I can relax to them nicely is if I leave them for months. Yes. Mm. You know, like, instead of looking at them every day, I leave them for months and then have a good chunk just to go through. Uh, well, like splurging I, on something like that, I think it is quite relaxing because you can, can get lost in um, it. And I think that's a, the I'd great thing about relaxing. There's a one called Gunner Creek Court, which is about, like, it's sort of about a magic school, but it's, it's deeper than that. And it's more, the art in it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's more about the relationship between humans and the supernatural forces mm. and there's yeah. they, they encounter each other and there's a you know there's a dialogue between them yeah yeah i know it's weird because i i find it more relaxing for me when i marathon a particular manga or comic when i've got like loads of it to read mm-hmm. yeah you know um I, I actually prefer reading completed series um, yeah, rather that, than, that's why yeah. serials are difficult. So. Yeah, uh, rather than something com- that's still ongoing. At least a completed arc. Yeah, or at least a completed arc. Yeah. It, it, it's not the sense of completion that I find. It's just basically I can absorb it in one chunk. Then mm-hmm. you know, and I can spend a bit of time reading it. Mm. It's I find it less relaxing if you don't have all of it that right there, and it's just kind of cliffhangs until you have to wait for the next one. Well, you get sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was leading off what you're going to say. You finish. <laughs> It's. I was. I only had a few more words left, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think that really works for me because when you marathon something that hasn't finished, you kind of fall the love out of it when you don't have that sort of way of consuming yeah. it. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel the same. It loses its sort of spark. Yeah, yeah it's like um, if I'm reading something week by week, you get sort of a there's a rhythm to yeah, it. Yeah, there's a rhythm, but you get excitement like, oh, this ended in a really cool place. I can't wait till next week. Yeah. Except when you marathon something, you don't get that anticipation. No, no. And particularly no. if it hasn't finished, it ends sort of like a cliffhanger and you have to wait and you'll probably wait ages. Mm. Because like if you're waiting for a lot more to come out so you can marathon it again, you don't get the tension that's so good about a weekly thing. Yeah. yeah. I have a question. Uh, what would you find more relaxing, like an ebook where you might have all, all of your favorite stuff in one go? Or just have I hate ebooks. I hate ebooks. I just like them. It's just it. It takes the the texture and the feeling out of like having yes. a good book. Well, uh, that's not the reason why I hate ebooks. Mm. Ebooks have their place. I hate them for the fact that if I sit on a book, I'm not going to break it. If I sit on a Kindle, 
I'm probably going to break it. You've lost about 800 bucks right there. Yeah, I exactly. Think, I think yeah. the issue is you should stop sitting on things, right? <laughs> <laughs> So I have had chairs a Kindle for about chairs a year. Chairs of a sitting, Rob. Chairs of a sitting. Well, like, for example, like, if you have a table with a wonky leg, you can use like a spare book that you've read a thousand times to prop it up. You can't use a Kindle. And like you can't use an e-book. You just, you'll need about three of them and they'll all break. You could just yeah. get a new table. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm going to have to buy four more Kindles. <laughs> like, yeah, the table's like the price of one. Four more Kindles. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really nice thing. table. But four more Kindles. I have had a Kindle for about a year now. I have got about... It sounds like a support 40-odd books on it. And I use it for YouTube. <laughs> so I, I much prefer having the physical... Well, it's the yeah. Mobi- yeah. Uh, mobility of it, really, isn't it? Yeah. You can have all your books in your hand. Yeah, it was convenient. sort of relaxing yeah. in the choice that you have there. It but was very convenient there's... when I went on holiday. But when I went yeah. on holiday, I also bought... Hawkeye, My Life is a Weapon, and um, I think it was Dogs Volume 7 at the time. Mm. Yeah. And I sat and read them instead of reading stuff on my Kindle. Yeah. Just because I'd like the. There's something Did about you have one of those uh, spy novels with like the uh, the uh, old USSR hammer and sickle on it? <laughs> uh, you know, that's kind of traditional when it comes to holiday reading, isn't it? So, uh, pick of the geek then. We are running yeah. short on time. Oh, Favorite yes. title, comic title to relax with. Um, oh manga, oh manga. Two, oh, I'll, manga. I'll I'll go with mine. Um, I'll I'll say Garfield first because you know, Garfield like some of them are very short and you can just get them out in short bursts, but some of them continue. It's yeah. just nice and relaxing and short. Okay, uh, I got a manhwa which I consumed at an alarming rate, <laughs> so I don't love it as much now. I've caught up with it, but uh, the relationship and sort of character dynamics of Girls of the Wild, I think, is. It's just something. It feels like a world that exists in a world that I just like spending time in. So that and I, the fact that Choi Dal Dal is the only character the only, you think looks good in cat ears. It's not that it only looks good. It's the only character where it isn't a deal made out of the fact that the way cat ears. That's just who she is, and nothing else is made of it. And, and I, if you made a de- made a big deal out of it, she'd she'd basically yeah. Uh, it it loses it, it its charm, really. Yeah. I think Girls of the Wild is Girls of the Wilds is just a fantastic read. Really, really fun and relaxing in that. Yeah. Enough now. It's a little web comic about game stuff. Sometimes there's movie stuff, but I can just go on there. I'll just click random, and it'll bring up a random comic, and I can read through them, and I can just go through a few, and it just really the art style's very cute and chibi, and uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's all just comedic. There's no. Um, it's it doesn't really like some gaming comics can be either one side of the fence or another and quite scathing towards uh, certain types of people. It's it's just generally yeah it's yeah like, it's fun yeah. and I can just sit there for hours and breed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Edmund, you might say fetish man is not porn, but we have interviewed De- Jeff Banyard repeatedly. <laughs> uh, Dave, your pick. Um, I, I do like a good finished collected work, like uh, like Rob was saying. Um, I mean, I did mention Watchmen. That is something that's on my shelf that I can pick up and read anytime, and I do have it there yeah. for that purpose, really. And uh, I, I barely ever read the whole thing in one go, but it's kind of relaxing just to go through it, just thumb through little bits. Tell you what, I found Blood Lads relaxing. Like, when yeah. I was reading that, I thought that was quite good, just because I did have a large chunk of it, because I got, like the first three volumes all at the same time. Mm. 
Like, so I found um, that relaxing. I've, uh, it's weird because this kind of harking back to the game section, I actually find sports manga quite relaxing. Uh, I, I find quite a few of them are made, they're sort of slice of life with sports. Yeah. So, uh, and, and slice of life is relaxing. I mean, uh, uh, you know, stuff like, uh, you know, last inning, rookies, I feel 21, yeah. um, baby well, steps, that sort of thing. The difference between them and other shonen manga is almost like the lack of escalation. Well, baby steps is uh, is one that uh, I suppose I'd particularly focus on at the moment because um, no, there it, is escalation, as in this character yeah. growth and development, but there's never. Uh, it's not dramatic. Um, what I was going to say was uh, the reason I was focusing on baby steps is because it's kind of the opposite of Prince of Tennis, mm-hmm. which is basically the Dragon Ball of tennis. Um, you know, and you can't really read or watch Prince of Tennis without kind of going, uh, thinking of, uh, you know, Goku's got small, hasn't he? Um, <laughs> and he's holding a tennis racket. Yeah, so, yes. Yeah. It's, it's for, for that particular type, it's like those filler episodes in anime where it's, oh, by the way, we found this small island full of, like, nothing but beaches, so let's have a day off. What? Yeah. Oh, the the beach episode. Uh, just beach episode in every anime yeah, ever. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Just... The requisite beach episode <laughs> or, or hot springs yeah. episode. Or both. Yeah. There are certain shows that have both. Or cooking yeah, episodes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, the Valentine's Day episode. That's a must. <laughs> yeah, because that, okay. that shows the true relationship. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, we are unfortunately at the end of the show. Um, mm. Yes, uh, we will see you all uh, next week. But uh, before that, uh, the next quiz is going to be in February. 12th. 12th of February, uh, barring any unforeseen um, mishaps. But yeah, uh, the next quiz will be on the 12th of, Febu- 12th of February. Um, if you want to get in touch with us or you're interested in writing for us, then uh, do let us know, uh, studio at thegeekshow.co.uk or contact us through Facebook or Twitter. Um, we'll be back next week with another interesting topic of sorts um, from uh, 6 to 8 on Monday. And you can tune in here at uh, thegeekshow.co.uk. Anyone have any final messages? Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, We're going to play you out. Peace out. Yeah, we're going to play you out with Fire in the Sky by uh, Lose Your Stone. I have been uh, Rob. Yep, I've been a Rob as well. Garanga. (laughs) I've been a Ben. I've been Jacob the Viking. That's it. That's Bye. And uh, thank you for yes. listening. And, and we'll, uh, it's been loitering in the background. <laughs> thank you for listening, and we'll see you all next time. Bye. See you later.
For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac.